Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Welcome to the Parent Engage 360 podcast. I'm the host, Liz Burgard, Parent Involvement Coordinator. When you hear the words community education, what comes to mind? Maybe it's things like community ed classes, youth athletics, early childhood. Did you know that Anoka Hennepin Community Education offers programming for those between the ages of zero and 100 and beyond? Lucky for us, that age range includes all of us. In today's podcast, we're going to learn more about the importance of Anoka Hennepin's Community Education Department and how the programming is weaved into and an important part of the fabric of the school district and community. Joining us today are Michelle Charlstead, Director of Community Education, and Jamie Law, Community Schools Coordinator at Northdale Middle School. In our conversation, we're going to, they're going to share with us all the things about community education. So thanks for tuning in. Michelle and Jamie, as you know, community ed is near and dear as the Parent Involvement Program is a part of the Community Education Department. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of the things that you know. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to get started. We're going to jump right in. Michelle, can you give us a little bit about yourself? Tell the audience who you are and kind of how you got into your role in the Anoka Hennepin Community Ed Department. I started out my journey in community education as a preschool teacher, actually, funny enough, um, teaching ECFE in the evenings for the Anoka Hennepin School District when I was 24 years old, so a very long time ago. Um, <laughs> and then I went to a few other different districts. I worked as an early childhood teacher, then I became an early childhood coordinator, eventually got my community ed director's license. Um, worked several years in another district as a community ed director and was lucky enough to be able to come back to Anoka Hennepin, which is actually where I live and have raised my family and where I um, went to school also and am now fortunate enough to be the community ed director in my own home district. So it's been a great journey. It sounds like it's been a, a full circle, right? You started and you grew up here. You worked here, you left for a while, and then you came back full circle. So we're, we're glad you're back. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Jamie, how about you? I know you've been in the district quite some time and kind of have a similar path that Michelle had as well. I, I do. Uh, I started in uh, community education as a 15-year-older uh, when I was asked by my high school swim coach if I would like to be uh, a lifeguard at the pool. And community education was in charge of the, the aquatics program. I was hired on as a uh, sophomore in high school, and I actually have been with the program ever since, community education. Um, and community education offered uh, the opportunity to go to school, uh, both high school and college, and worked around that schedule because it's evening programming, mornings programming, and, uh, and weekends. It worked out well for my, the, my life. I uh, was able to compete uh, in high school or college athletics and still be part of community education. And I started out as an instructor for swimming lessons and a lifeguard and then became a uh, supervisor for the aquatics program and then became a community school coordinator uh, in the position I'm currently at. So I've been with the program for quite some time and I've seen the, uh, the opportunities that 
it provides for the community and, and, and I'm proud to be part of community education and the, its ability to enhance the community's uh, interactions with the school district is, is, is unbelievable and its flexibility to be able to offer programming that maybe they wouldn't get in other areas of their education or their life uh, as an adult or as a preschooler is, is just something that's uh, it made the, the job appealing to me as even as a youth. I think your story is just so unique and that you have been here since you were 15 and have continued to learn and change and grow with how community ed has continued to learn and change and grow with still um, enhancing and meeting community needs. So I think that's just a, a, a really unique and beautiful story that you have for supporting community ed. Kind of on that same vein, I know you've been with the program since you were 15 or in the district since you were 15. Jamie, what do you think is the best part of the work that you do? I think the big part that is a is enjoyable and makes coming to work each day enjoyable is the fact that you get to work with the, uh, the community so closely. Um, I personally work with uh, elementary school uh, students as well as middle school students and uh, providing opportunities, uh, listening to what they want and they and they would like to have mm -hmm. be part of their lives. Um, and being able to see those, uh, some of those classes come into uh, uh, being offered to the district or offered by our program is, is great. And seeing the, the kids have opportunities maybe they wouldn't have. Uh, I mean, on a daily basis that that's happening. And then we also work closely with parents as far as uh, providing anything from uh, daycare so their kids don't have to go home directly after school if there's not someone there. Um, with our programs, we, we try to offer a wide variety of things that they could do. So maybe the, a child might be in two or three different things at the same time, but different days of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's rewarding. I love that. And, and being able to give the students opportunities that maybe they don't get during the school day or out uh, outside of school. It's actually offered at the school, after school, where they have transportation provided and a safe space to do learning and try different activities. Yes. Michelle, how about you? What do you what's your favorite part of the work that you do? You know, I think there's lots of great parts, but kind of um, similar to what Jamie highlighted. It's really fun to be able to work with such a wide variety of people in our community. You know, we offer things from, like you said, from newborns all the way up through our senior citizens. And so it's 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 never the same day. It's never the same people. Um, it's always fantastic to be able to think about, you know, how what can we try that's new? What can we do that's different? Um, community education, you know, is is referred to as you know, lifelong learning. People say, I want to be a lifelong learner. And so as a lifelong learner, we want to fill unmet needs in the community and offer things that people are looking for. And so that's really exciting to be able to think creatively, think out of the box. Um, we get the opportunity to just try some new things that maybe you wouldn't be able to try otherwise. And the other thing that's the best thing about my particular position is that we have such an amazing staff in the Anoka Hennepin School District in community education. I mean, it's seriously, absolutely incredible the amount of work and dedication that the staff here have. And so it's really fun every day to know that you can say, let's try this, and everybody's on board. Everybody's really um, jumping in to make things 
just go as smoothly as possible and to try to provide something new and different. I would agree with what you're saying, just being a member of the community ed uh, department. I have staff that work in our buildings and also just working with each of you or your the staff that you support. I just feel like it's just a really great network of, of people that want to make our community stronger and make connections in our community so that students are and families are whole and have support just outside of the school as well. So I, I, I agree with what both of you are saying. It's just a really unique opportunity to be a part of something in the in the schools, but outside of the school. So um, thank you for that. Kind of in that same vein, Michelle, for people that maybe don't know what community is, I know we've talked about it a little bit, and, and Okahennepin is unique in that it, we're a large district, but can you kind of give an overview of what community ed is and why community members maybe would want to be involved? I know it's kind of a loaded question. There's a lot that goes into it, but. <laughs> there, is, there is a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot that goes into community ed. So um, I think everybody thinks of community ed as our enrichment classes, right? Let's stay after school and learn how to paint. Let's do Lego robotics. Let's do this or that. Um, for adults, we think of it as the catalog that we get in the mail so we can learn how to cook. We can learn how to, you know, we have fitness classes, et cetera. And that is part of community ed, but there's just, there's so much more. We offer the community education or the ECFE classes are focused around parenting education and parents having the opportunity to learn together about child development and what their children are doing from the ages of zero to five. And, and recently we've been fortunate enough to be able to add um, ECFE programming for up to third grade um, children and parents. So that's been an exciting piece also. Um, we have preschool. We serve 1,200 preschoolers a year um, for three and four-year-olds. So our preschool programming has always been a, a very robust part of our community education program. Um, Jamie spoke about the youth programming. We have not only youth enrichment, but we have a very robust middle school program, which we are very fortunate to have. And in Okahennepin, a lot of the middle schools have had to cut their middle school athletics programs. And so by having community ed head that up, um, we've been able to keep thousands of kids involved every year, which is just fantastic. Um, we have a great aquatics program. So at Roosevelt Pool, we have swimming lessons. Um, we have fitness classes. We have lots of fun things there. Um, last week, I heard about a new class called Paddle and Pose, where we're having adults do um, yoga on paddle boards, which is something I probably won't mm. attempt. <laughs> it looks it looks like a lot of fun and fantastic. So there's an there's an example of some great creativity happening in our department. Um, we serve over four thousand kids a year in our school age care program, before and after school release days, and our summer program. So that is fantastic opportunity for kids to not only have a place to go after school while their parents are at work, but also it's a program that has a very, very deep curriculum. It's not just a place where kids go hang out until their parents come out. It is an incredible, that, that staff has just done an amazing job. Kids beg to go to Adventures Plus um, and, and hate to stop when they're done with fifth grade. Um, we also have, a lot of people don't know that we have adult basic education and community education. Um, we're part of an eight district consortium where um, students can work on their GED, get a high school diploma, English language learners come to our program to brush up or learn English. Um, so that's a huge program. And then we have also our adult learning program, which is what we traditionally think of as community ed, where you can learn how to do ceramics or all the different 
things that you'd like to do. And of course, Liz, as you mentioned at the beginning, um, we also have parent involvement and volunteer services as part of community ed, which is a great, a great connection to the K-12 system in our district and also to the community. So thank you for being a part of that. When I was planning for this podcast or thinking about community as a whole, I was also thinking about we serve students or we serve community members that are zero, 200 or, and beyond, right? But I was also thinking of the piece of we also serve students, adults with disabilities is another area under adult learning, which um, is unique and offers another opportunity for the adults in our community who may need, they live in a group home or um, want to do some additional classes. Um, so we also have that program, which is quite unique. And um, I think something to highlight too, that we do offer a wide range for people of all abilities and all ages. Absolutely. And we're fortunate. Not everybody has the funding um, in the state to offer that program. So we are very fortunate to be able to, and our customers, those are some of our most loyal customers. And it's really fun to hear our staff talking to those customers because we've gotten to know many of them on a very personal basis. We have staff members that actually teach some of those classes. So that's a really great community connection. So thank you for that, Liz. Jamie, kind of in that same, under the, the what community ed is, I know you're at Northdale Middle School as a community schools coordinator, which sounds like a lot of words. And then you also have staff that are programmers at our elementary schools. Can you give our audience an idea of kind of what the day-to-day -day of a community schools coordinator looks like or a programmer and how you come up with classes and things for students to take from your lens? We, uh, as a coordinator and our programming staff, uh, the coordinators are at all the middle schools in the district. There's a, a coordinator at each one middle school, and they have a programmer that programs at uh, anywhere from four to five elementary schools that are kind of in that cluster with that middle school. And it's in the kind of a proximity of that middle school. Um, we look at our communities and we, we look at within our schools and we look at areas in, within our schools that um, we can provide either additional opportunities to enhance their, their program and they're getting at their school already, or if it's a program that the school is doing and they would like to see it continue in after school. So um, we do a lot of uh, work with our school administrations, our school staff uh, in those buildings um, we work closely with the, the youth organizations in our, in our areas. Um, we, have, we serve a lot of different communities in our school district, as you know, and, and we have a lot of uh, facilities that the community uses. We, we allow them to come in and rent our spaces. So we work with them, uh, the different organizations that come in and use our facilities, along with the adult classes and the uh, different programs that use our buildings. So, um, on a daily basis, we're, we're, we're trying to fit different groups in, different classes in, working with our programs that we're doing after school. Um, and then you're always planning for the next season and you're keeping an eye on what's, what's relevant in the, in the communities or what's coming up and that, that might be interesting for the uh, kids in the area or the adults or the preschoolers in the area. Um, so we, we, we keep busy um, basically doing planning and facilitating what we have in our buildings uh, on a daily basis. Uh, at the middle school, uh, as Michelle said, that we, we run our own uh, middle school league for athletics, which is an opportunity for our, our students to um, 
who maybe don't have the opportunity to get to evening programming or evening classes or evening sports teams because of uh, different situations. So uh, they can come down right after school and participate in our sports uh, teams at our middle schools. And uh, at the end of the practice or uh, game, they'll have a ride home to, and, and it's, we try to do it at a, at a, a price that is um, affordable to everyone in uh, which makes it great. Uh, and I, and people think, well, you know, middle school sports associated with the schools aren't necessarily, um, the traveling teams and it doesn't necessarily operate, you know, have the opportunity to have the, the best athletes there. But I, one of my first years, uh, at Northdale, we had a, uh, athlete come up for basketball. And at the time I didn't realize he was a, a, a pretty good hockey player, but he, he, I, at the time after he started, I said, so what made you decide to come up for middle school basketball? And he said, I play hockey and I'm a, and I'm a good hockey player and my life is hockey. And I, and I spent a lot of time. So my, my friends, I don't see as much as I, because they're not hockey players. I don't see them. So I wanted to do something and after school basketball worked out perfect because it doesn't interfere with my hockey. I can come in and play basketball, not necessarily the best basketball player, but he had a lot of fun because he was with his buddies. And um, now he's playing in the NHL for the Wild. And if you would have seen him on the basketball court, you would have said, I, don't, I can't see him going pro in uh, basketball, but obviously he's a pretty decent hockey player. Super nice uh, a kid. And it, it was just good to see him participating in something with his friends that he doesn't usually have an opportunity to participate with. And we see that a lot of in our activities because kids are, there's, there's not the pressure to be, um, we don't have the tryouts for our middle school sports and we don't um, do a lot of traveling. We, we have our own built-in league with our six middle schools and we try to oper offer uh, opportunities both in the traditional sports and the non-traditional sports. Um, so I, I think that uh, if there's a desire to try something before you get to high school, this is an opportunity to give you a try or give the sport a try. And um, if it is something that you've been doing for a long time and you just wanna do it in a more relaxed setting, if you're an advanced player, uh, you can certainly do it and play for the middle school and represent your school. And uh, we provide, uh, our coaches are, are trained and uh, we have a curriculum in place and we have, um, we take the time to make sure the kids have a positive experience. I mean, it's not all about winning. It's more about learning the basics of the sports, having fun in a safe environment, and basically being better students because you've had this opportunity. So, uh, in the elementary school, I mean, it, it the kids that, that they love anything you can throw out there for the most part. <laughs> I mean, from arts to the science, technology, uh, classes, the, we, we go family fun hay rides. Um, we try to get parent child classes because the parents still want to be involved with the child, their children. And some of those opportunities are, are short lived as they get older. So they, we still provide those opportunities. And then we have our, uh, the classes that are, um, one night classes, so they don't have to make a big involvement. Um, and we're always at the end of our classes asking for their input 
what else would you like to see through community education? Is there something that you'd like to see more of, or do you, would you, is, there, is there something missing that you would like to see? Uh, so we really encourage our participants to be actively involved in the planning of our programs. I really like what you said about, because a lot of times kids start sports young now, right? Like I could think of my own kids and they're, they're, they're already, they're in second and third grade and they kind of know what sports they want to do. But I appreciate that also when you go to middle school, you have the opportunity to try something different or try something new that maybe you haven't had the time or the ability to try because it conflicts with other scheduling. And like you mentioned, it's right after school, so you don't have to drive somewhere else. Your parents don't have to bring you to practice. And there's an activities bus that then brings you home at the end of it. And I think that a lot of the parents are saying that, responding back to us when we asked them the question, I mean, what, what attracted you to the middle school? athletics and they said it's it's the fact that it's right there they, after school they can walk down there and usually the start of the practice is just unwinding because they've they've been sitting around all day they need to do some get just get rid of some energy but um, a lot of our staff that coach are also teachers and so you get to see the these kids in a different setting and and sometimes it's a time for them to shine when maybe they haven't had a opportunity all day to shine. Right. I also like the point of um, with the my kids take classes through their that get offered at sunrise. That's where my children go to school. And I think it's also really fun as the parent when that flyer comes home in their folder and I'm like, oh, what are the classes that we're offering? So I know that sunrise is offering a chess class coming up. That's just three sessions. It's not a lot of commitment, but I want my children to learn uh, how to play chess and I don't know how to play. I don't know how to teach them. So it's also another really great way for um, students to learn a skill that maybe their parents don't know how to do and or to develop something that maybe they didn't know they had an interest in. I, I don't know where else I would get that opportunity. I know that um, my one child has also had the opportunity to do like a Pokemon drawing class, which was really cool. I didn't know if he would like it. So he's also at a young age been able to try on and do different things that we wouldn't be able to find anywhere else except in the community ed classes that are offered at their site. So I also think as a parent, I get really excited when I see that paper come home of like, what, what can they do? And again, it's at their site right after school. So I don't have to make sure that they get dropped off there and they do a plus. So also, um, that's nice that they can go to the community ed class and then go to Adventures Plus afterwards. So it's um, so many things happen in community ed that I don't think people realize that they're all interconnected in some way and also just enhance a child's learning to do something different outside of the school day. Another thing, Liz, too, I, I forgot to mention earlier is that we also are involved at the high school level with our um, youth service yep. clubs. And so at every high school, we have um, a community education coordinator that um, works with with the high school students on youth service such as the leos club and whatnot and they've done some fantastic um, fantastic work at that level also and i know that their program also oftentimes partners with the volunteer services so a lot of the students at the high school level are then coming to volunteer in our elementary middle school level to give back to some of the schools that they attended which is a really cool partnership as well Kind of speaking back to um, the, all of the programming we offered, what would you say is the most unique program that you've seen offered by a community ed program? And then what has that impact been on either a specific student or a family? Well, 
one that I can think of is we were really having a tough time, as is everyone right now, finding employees. And so especially in our school age care program, um, we were just lacking employees to be able to care for children. And so we put together a program with the adult basic education program where the, the people that were enrolled in the adult edu education program would study curriculum and be able to become a child care assistant while they were learning, while they were working on their diploma or their ABE or their English language skills. And so after they had that curriculum as part of what they were learning in their classes for ABE, they had an internship with Adventures Plus program. And so they got to go try it out, kind of see if they liked it, see if they were good at it, see if it was something that they would want to consider actually for a career. And we did end up getting employees out of that program. Um, so that was something really unique that we tried out of out of need and um, really served a nice um, a nice portion of the community and got some people interested in some new careers. So that was something that was unique for us. Jamie, what about you? Oh, uh, I was actually, I just met with one of the instructors that we have for Music Together, which is a preschool music class that is being offered uh, at Riverwind Community Center. So we're partnering with the school, or the, the city of Coon Rapids, the user facility. And it's a, a day program. And the instructor, uh, I had noticed a parent on the list that I had the opportunity to coach her four kids on the, in a high school sport at Coon Rapids High School when they were obviously in high school. And now they have kids that the grandmother is bringing to the Music Together program. And I had just made a comment to the instructor that I was familiar with that grandmother. And she said, uh, she's not only the grandmother that brings her kids to this program, but her kids actually came to the program when they were that age, so preschool age kids. And these are kids that are now having their own preschool students go to the same program. So to see that turnaround where they got something out of the program as when they were a preschooler and now they're adults with kids and they have their kids in the program. And I know this family uh, personally and their kids are not just involved in, in those programs. They have older kids that are involved in community education. And I think that's a big part of community education that as you grow older, you can continue to participate in the programming. And after you've had the uh, exposure to it, a lot of times you want to, your, your other family members to be a part of it also. And you want to share in that experience. And I, I think that that whole music together thing, how it tied into the mother bringing it and now she's bringing her kids uh, kids to the program. is just, uh, that's kind of a special part of community education. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that. Of It, it is, I, I just know for myself, like you, I, the more you know, the more you want to be involved and you want to tell other people about the wonderful things that are happening in our community and it's it's easy to access. Um, there are a lot of different things that are happening to meet all all you all learners, whatever age you are and your ability level. Um, if people want to learn more about any of the programming that we mentioned today, where do people go and find that information? We have mailings, catalogs that go out for adult and um, ECFD families catalog. We have a, a youth catalog that goes out occasionally. At the elementary schools, we, we send home flyers and as Liz mentioned, it, it comes home and usually a, a take home folder there once or twice, you know, whenever it comes home. Um, and that has a flyer that contains the elementary school information. But on every one of the school websites, there's a community ed 
tab. So if you went to your school, uh, your child's school homepage and you clicked on community ed, it has access to all the different age groups of programs as well as the registration site. And as soon as you get to the registration site, discovercommunityed.com, um, you can pull up all the different age grades. You can, you know, you can pull up for just adults, or you can pull up just by school. Or you can pull up just by program. So there's, uh, I mean, if you can get to the our website, which is fairly easy to find, <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities to, to find information. Michelle, were you going to add something to that? You can also get to those same that same community ed website just right from the district webpage under community education. Um, and we're located, our main office, there's a presence in all of the middle school and elementary schools. And our main office is um, at the ESC on Ferry Street. And we're always here and happy to help and love to um, hear community ideas and thoughts also. We are, you know, like I said, one of the best things about this job and about this whole program is being able to try something new. And so we are always, always game for something new and always looking for new employees and new people to join our team. The other one thing I did want to mention too is um, that we do get a catalog that comes home in the mail. Most community members get the adult learning catalog, which I look forward to to kind of see what classes are offered. And there's a wide range of classes that are also offered for adults as well. If you're looking to for new skills or looking to try something new as well as, as, as an adult, um, I, I know there's cooking classes in there. I know I participated in a dance class, which I'm not a good dancer. Um, I participated in a, an exercise class at Northdale. So there's a lot of different things that are happening um, for all ages, as we mentioned. I just wanted to say thank you so much for the work that both of you do and taking the time today to, to share with our community about the great things that community education does each and every day. And I hope you both have a, a fabulous day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.